Hello and welcome to the Video Game UK podcast. My name is Matt Lees and I'm joined by Christopher Bratt. Hello. He's had way too much coffee, you crazy little... Not yet. Crazy little munchkins. Um, Simon Miller. Hello, everybody. Someone has stolen your peas and you fixed Someone stole my hamstring peas, so I've <laughs> sold someone's runner beans. Because that's how it works in my world. You don't steal my hamstring peas. You steal them as peas, you steal your beans. I steal your beans. Uh, as that's what they say in the Always hood. Fair. Uh, and David Scammell. Good morning. I'm wrestling with a, an earpiece yeah, It right looks now. like you're about to break news. Someone <laughs> sitting directly opposite me goes by the name of Christopher... I'm not, I'm not taking the fall for this. He, he sits on the headphones and they what? just crumble to pieces. I've never sat on a pair of headphones. Well, mine probably. are mysteriously... That's look, quite a statement. I'm going to take my finger it? off this. All right. Good. <laughs> that was the most needless was, thing uh, you could yeah. have done. So, go. obviously, yeah, the, the entire of the podcast studio is, is collapsing. <laughs> it's just like the last days of Rome. Yeah, the apocalypse um, is coming. I brought in some stuff to fix it today, so I should be able to hopefully fix the headphones and everything. Oh, nice. wow. I'm like oh. Willy fucking Wonka. You are. Um, oh, that's wonderful. So video games. Yeah, suspicious, potentially a people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> anyway, what have you guys been playing this week? That is a question. That is a question. I don't think I've been playing anything. That's bad, isn't it? That's I was terrible. playing something. What have you been playing? So Dead? last week I was playing Dead Rising 3. This week mm-hmm. I've been playing the DLC. And I say this week, I mean... What's it called for again? Broken Ten minutes of my lunch break. Uh, and it was done. No, Was it, it already on the disc? Classic Capcom. No, I don't think it was on the disc. Okay. But um, no, I mean, yeah, I played it over the weekend. And 100 percent it in about 90 minutes. If it wasn't for the collectibles, like the main story missions would last you about 20, 25 minutes. And it's like they're asking for a tenner for this piece of content. And it's rubbish as well. It's rubbish. Like, don't bother with it. Yeah, can you talk about that? Because uh, I remember last week we didn't have time to talk about it, but you kind of obviously... Talk about what, the DLC? No, just Dead Rising, because I remember it was at the end of the podcast and we talked about a lot of games and you didn't get a chance to really explain your thoughts on it. Yeah, so if you remember a while back, I was really looking forward to Dead Rising 3, sort of around E3 last year when they announced it. And I remember you saying at the time you were a little bit concerned about it. Mm. And I was kind of the opposite. I didn't really get on with the earlier Dead Risings as much because I wasn't personally a fan of their structure, the whole time limit type thing. Fair play. And I kind of saw Dead Rising 3 as being a cross between that and maybe something like Mercenaries, a little bit more open and freeform, a bit more destructive. And um, it didn't really turn out that way. And the, the whole game is just a series of fetch quests. And they take the piss in the final mission. I think I said it last week, I can't remember. But the final mission is, it's the worst finale to a game I've played in years. I don't know what they think they're doing. You just, it just loses it, its way it, so quickly. And yeah. it, they deliberately yeah. put obstacles in your way to, 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 to you know, prolong it as much as possible and in the most frustrating way they possibly can and it's it's kind of like a four or five hour game that's just pointlessly spread over 15 hours and it and you do get that impression from it when you're playing through it it's like i don't know it's it doesn't do anything particularly new it's just there's something about it that you find kind of satisfying in mowing down about 100 zombies at a time and it's just that kind of enjoyment that is just repeated throughout the whole game it's just it doesn't it never tries anything particularly exciting the, the mission structure just becomes what was it wash rinse repeat as well though yeah it goes oh go get the gun from john and you go to john oh well i'll give you the gun if you get the bat from mary yeah. you go to mary well i'll give you the you know and it's just like this is this sounds is, like a point and click it is but like <laughs> with no comedy whatsoever and then in between like dave says you just mow down a bunch of zombies and you think oh, that was quite cool and you can kind of look at the tech and go, okay, next gen. The best stuff, amazing, though, is reserved, boring. It's rever- reserved for the second screen stuff. And I barely ever connect. I tried it once or twice because I found that stuff kind of cool where they can actually phone your phone and you can speak to them on the phone or they speak to you, you don't speak to sure. them. Sure. But um, like when you can call in airstrike, like that was the big thing that they showed off at the reveal. See, that's I, that's I limited like that. to I, the second screen stuff. I, I, I kind of thought that was almost cheating because you, had, like, you were getting an extra 
um, you know, oh, no, it is. attack just yeah. because you're using it. It is, screen, but it's still so. kind of cool. Yeah, calling it a strike. But then I never used it throughout mm. the entire I think I used it once just to try it. And then because I didn't connect my phone or my tablet or whatever again. Because you don't want to get in and sit down and go, right, let's I get in. I can't be bothered with it. Go, this exactly. whole second screen stuff, I think it strikes me as a fad, but it's a fad that seems to be sticking around for a long bloody time. I don't know what they're going to do. Like Metal Gear, like they've apparently for Metal Gear Ground Zeroes and the Phantom Pain, you know, the little mini map, not mini map, but the little radar you got on the old Metal Gear games that showed you the where the enemies are looking and like their field of vision, yeah. the little cones. Like it doesn't have that in the new games, but there is a mini-map, there is that available if you have a second screen what? device. And it's like entire gameplay mechanics pretty much off-lifted onto But doesn't Ground Zeroes now sound bad? Well, not bad, but just a little bit okay. overpriced and short. What is Ground Zeroes exactly? Have they, have they defined the exactly what it is and what it's going to cost? It's a pain. fucking demo, isn't it? It's a £40 demo. That should be released for free. Are they selling uh, it at a full price? Yeah. And it's so the pricing hours. structure is bizarre. So it's 20 quid. <laughs> on Xbox 360 and PS3, the digital version is 20 quid. The retail version is 30 quid. On next gen, the digital version is 30 quid. And the retail version is 40 quid. <laughs> oh my so God. So there's these. Pay for your graphics. Yeah. So there's these. these t- it basically ranges from 20 to 40 quid. Oh, well, that but, can fuck off. And, yeah. and it's four and a half hours long, but it's well, no, like two no. hours worth of cutscenes. So it's like two and a half hours long. That's right, right? No, 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 no. You can finish the main story, even though there isn't a story, it's just a mission, in two hours. But if you know what you're doing, you can finish it in five minutes. By the sound of it, it's literally... What do you mean five minutes? So, (laughs) I haven't played it, we haven't played it, but from what I understand, it's a single environment, a single base, where you have to creep in, rescue a girl, and get back to your helicopter. And that's it. That's the game. And, like... The idea is that you replay it and you do that in different ways. You know, maybe you sneak oh, through man. it, maybe you shoot that's your way a, through that it. Like, um, that sounds like a great Live demo. Arcade game. That sounds like no, it sounds, sounds like, like a, a really good demo. demo. Yeah. What, there are How? side missions. There's collectibles and things like that. Once you unlock the collectibles, you unlock the platform exclusive mission, which is you know, it still a, sounds like a great demo. There's a there's a really nasty thing that's appeared in the, in the last year, I'd say, um, that seems to be directly aimed at um, Japanese games largely, and it feels it really annoys me because it feels like now. Um, they're just really trying to take advantage of super fans mm. in a way that I think is just dark. And actually, Metal Gear Solid is a bit dark for this in the first place with the fact that they obviously have this, this female sniper character who's just this sexy lady in torn tights and a little bra. Yeah. And uh, Kojima was like, oh, no, yeah, you'll, you'll see why we've done that. You'll, it'll be explained by the story. And it's just like, but then he's openly tweeted about the fact that they've they made, wanted to make the characters sexier so they could sell toys. And, and, and that's literally like... To like I, the cosplaying side of Well, no, they, they also said cosplaying, but, you know, originally he said it's to do with cosplay and merchandise. And it's like, oh my God, like, you, you are literally inventing sexy characters so you can sell sexy yeah. toys to the sort of Metal Gear Solid fans who want sexy toys. The problem is, is that they'll buy it. I know, yeah, I know. Buy but, Ground Zero. This then, is what annoys me. Yeah, it's I just know like, what you're saying. It annoys me just because of the fact that it didn't always used to just be for those guys. You get Metal Gear Solid, and sure, you'd have people who'd fat themselves silly over Merrill in a, in a cabinet or something. But, <laughs> but there were also That's people who just enjoyed like, the kind of story and the battles, and it was pretty camp, and it was over top, and it was very Japanese, and sometimes overtly sexualized. Yeah. But you'd enjoy it despite that, whereas now it seems they're just going to go, you know what, these guys will give us 30 quid for a three-hour demo, because well, they're nutters. Yeah. Let's fucking bleed them dry. There's the argument that everyone remembers the Metal Gear Solid 2 demo, like the tanker sequence that was with, with uh, Zone of the Enders. Yeah. And that's true. And to be honest, I bought Zone of the Enders because it had that Metal Gear demo. I don't think I'd have bought the Metal Gear demo if it was released at that price alone, but I thought, getting a full game, 
that just nudges me on to buy sure. that, you know, as well. But this takes it one step further than that. And <laughs> it just seems to be... It's like, why not put it with the Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2 is coming out really soon, right? Yeah. Well, we probably should have done that. If like, what we're hearing is true. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, maybe that would have been a good idea. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I should point out, just to reference that today, uh, well, yesterday, the um, Game Informer issue came out with all this information about Ground Zero has also had the world's first review of uh, Lords of Shadow 2, and it was a 6 out of 10. And I've also heard a few things from other people. The, and so. I haven't heard anything, actually, but I have since heard people going, people have sort of nudged me on Twitter today going, um, yeah, which is really sh- worrying. Potentially they showed the good bits in their previews and demos it would seem <sighs> what happened what happened know. Mercury Steam especially because I kind of know from people having nudged me that when they first announced the game they were very much the developers were very much we don't really want to deal with anyone apart from Edge mm. you know they just wanted the Edge Love. reveal yeah and it's like it's really to go in like that being like we're not dealing with people unless they're unless you're like you've got to be able to back that shit up you've got to be able to back your shit up yeah you, you say we don't know we kind of do know. We just can't say, I'm even though other people on the internet are already <laughs> saying it. So, oh, well, I don't know. Uh, and that make me sad. Have but... I ever told my Metal Gear Solid two story on this podcast? I probably don't know, know, but you must dun, dun, do it. Dun, dun, dun. So I never played the original Metal Gear Solid at the time it was released. That's right. actually quite good. I should have gone with it. Um, <laughs> so I didn't have PlayStation because I had a Nintendo sixty four, I guess. Uh, so. When Metal Gear Solid 2 came out, I was actually really excited because everyone was, I had a PS2, finally. And everyone said, oh my gosh, Metal Gear Solid 2. So when you start Metal Gear Solid 2, it says to you basically, what is your affiliation with the Metal Gear franchise? Mm, mm. So I was honest with it. And I said, I've never played a Metal Gear game before because I thought, well, I haven't. So I started off as Raiden and I did all this stuff and I went to school the next started day. Started off as Raiden? Exactly, wait. Right. I got into school the next day and I was like, oh man, yeah, the Metal Gear is really, really good. I see what you're seeing. They said, yeah, how good was the tank a bit at the start with Snake? I said, what the fuck? <laughs> and they said, yeah, it, there's an option in Metal Gear Solid 2. If you basically pick, I don't know much about Metal Gear, it gets rid of it. it just, just don't play it. Oh, good, take my game away. So I had to fucking go back home, start again. That was the ultimate trolling, though. I remember that game That's came terrible. out and it turned out for the whole game you play as Raiden, except for like that hour long tanker sequence. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? Even the box, like the box didn't mention it at all. I remember buying it at HMV. I was, yeah, I was really Amazing. <laughs> that's amazing though that's, oh it is it's good so, you could never do it these exactly, days exactly like it's just yeah it is the ultimate troll was, and he got away with it Kaji, one of Kojima's highlights was was that and the whole uh, put Meryl's frequency on the back of the box with the original work is solid like what yeah it was crazy he is I do like what he does but this sounds like Ground Zero sounds like something. I, I'd love it, to know how much he ha- he's actually had input in this and whether that's the decision to release this has actually come from him or come from someone higher up in Konami. It just sounds bonkers, absolutely bonkers. I, who here is going to pay that much for Ground Zeroes? Well, I had, I, I had considered it, but now I'm, I'm it, not. I just don't Because well, yeah, you thought it'd be like a six-hour... I knew it would be a lot shorter than a normal yeah, yeah, gear course, game, yeah. but I didn't expect it to be something I could run through in five minutes, possibly, when yeah. I'm good at it. What was that? <laughs> just thought I'd mild, mildly creep in the theme from... Uh, no, we saw two Sons of Liberty into the background. Man, it's really good. I've this gone rogue. Like Batman. I've gone fucking rogue. No, I like it. Can we have it throughout the whole podcast? Well, it makes me want to talk like one yeah. man. Was this Hans <laughs> Zimmer? Spirit. I don't know if it was Hans Zimmer. It does sound like Hans Zimmer. In a world. It's one of the best themes in West any video game. Not be in your game. Raiden. <laughs> oh, man. This makes me well pumped. This music. <laughs> this is the strangest thing we've ever done. This is pretty odd, yeah, but you know, it's my last podcast, so I'm just <laughs> literally taking it. I'm enjoying just... it, so I don't care. This used to be, this was my ringtone on my phone. My gosh. When I was like You must 16. have been so excited about phone calls. I never answered the phone. Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> just let it ring. You, you want that intro, so you're going to miss the call by the time yeah. you get there. It literally just kicked into this, 
and I just jump over a table and just start running, running, <laughs> a and leaping box. over things like I was Jack Bauer. And we didn't even know who Jack Bauer was at that point. But deep down, you knew. But inside my heart, knew. I was ready. Anyway, um, I, just, I just thought I'd do that because I could. Can we just have random themes come up throughout the podcast? Uh, yeah, great. I mean, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. I, I'll, I'll show like you how to do it just, before I leave. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah I, I just think that it's... Uh, I mean, my problem with it is that everyone will buy it and they'll do it again, do you, which is a you, shame. But I don't know I that they will. Everyone will buy it. No, they will. Metal Gear fans. Not they for will. that price. I think they will. They will. And this it's is the problem, is, is we kind of get, get angry about this microtransaction shit, but people are willing to pay for it. And as long as there's people willing to pay for it, I guess the way they look at it is it's like they can either have a demo that gets played by a million people or they can have a paid-for demo that costs 30 quid that only gets played by 100,000 people. Yeah, That's I, a lot of money. I, I, under, I understand <laughs> no, but, why people get lured into the free-to-play stuff because th- there is at least that initial like, oh, this is free, and then you, you're gonna get, you, you eventually find yourself spending money on it. But people go, what, what's Ground Zeroes again? It's, it's how yeah, long? But it, they and won't it costs look, this much? They won't look at it like that. They'll just look at it like, I'm desperate for Metal Gear Solid Five. It's been four years yeah. since Metal Gear Solid 4 I just want to play Metal Gear I mean, I'd I'm agree happy to drop you. £40 pounds. I would agree with you if not for the fact that people go out and buy sexy toys of yeah, characters yeah, yeah. Oh, they, it will sell so I, I, I don't doubt I don't understand who the fuck these people are but they're willing to spend money Seriously. a lot of people have got more money than sense bro, unfortunately oh this and better not become a theme of like <laughs> oh I will do oh definitely it will, it will. definitely do yeah, it's, yeah. and it, it's only going to happen with franchises like this which is what yeah. that's what I'm saying it makes me really sad because it is literally just abusing love mm-hmm. it's the fact that people really really love something and their answer there is not to kind of, you know, obviously Metal Gear Solid 4, in many regards, was the ultimate fan service game. To an extent, I, I didn't Metal like Metal it that Solid much. 4. Overrated. I didn't like it that much. But that's weird, because I'm not a big Metal Gear Solid fan, but I love Metal Gear Solid 4. I just got annoyed by the fact that every time you met anyone, it was like, oh, you know this person from this game. And it had flashed that's up true, with yeah. images of what they looked like from I'll the codec in the first game. Sense. And I'm just like, I don't know the fuck that was. Like, <laughs> what about the guy with a monkey selling guns? Where yeah, did that, that come weird. from? Do you know, Mad. I mostly liked it, again, on the subject of theme tunes, because it has the best title screen ever. You know, old Him snake smoking. just standing there with the music there. It's got that like Spanish guitar stuff in the background. Yeah. I'm pretty oh, sure. It was cool. Like, I think that's the only reason I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely think that every time I booted it up, that title screen was so good and that music was so just like, oh my gosh. I just decided the game was amazing. I'm 99% sure that's true. Going back to that sexy stuff, though. It's always been like that, though, hasn't it? Like no, Metal, it Metal Gear 4, like all the bosses in that were all like women yeah, and when you killed them they were like ah, yeah. ah, <laughs> no, you're, you're completely right you're completely right that's nothing new I, I guess I guess the difference is um, thing culture sort of moved on a bit yeah. oh and no yeah I agree games I agree. have definitely moved on a bit yeah. like, how jarring was it in Dead Rising like, 3 when we, when we got well, to the I guess it's because oh, there, was a, there was a period at which terrible. when we were growing up that the majority of games were from Japan and um, yeah. Japan has, has got some... Well, let's be honest, Japan's attitudes to sex and culture are pretty fucked up. And a lot of people say That's you shouldn't... Um, well, people say you shouldn't judge, but I don't know. That's exactly what you do. You judge other people. <laughs> it's our podcast. <laughs> we can judge. Why not? But no, I mean, obviously, in, like, there's lots of things in Japan that are a bit crazy. Like, it's, it's much more accepted that men have um, affairs. Like, it's just a, a thing. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, that. married men in Japan, it's pretty standard that you get married and then you um, have an affair with your... Um, secretary, and that's just like infidelity for men. Do they get is home much more accepted? The wife says, "How was your affair?" Is it like that? Well, no, but it's, it's sort of it's <laughs> well, sort no, of I a, know how like obvious it is. It's sort of apparently a kind of known thing that when you're well, young, and it's not like not everyone does it. And apparently, there's this. I was reading an amazing article recently about how there's a whole generation of Japanese youth that feel really disillusioned because they feel like there's no point. They don't want to get involved with anything. It's like your choice is either kind of be the 
fuck buddy of an older businessman who's got an older wife or just get married and then don't have a career and don't do anything. So there's lots of people who just feel so disillusioned with the process that they're just not interested in relationships at all. Wow. Interesting read. Anyway. um, People do, uh, you know, get very defensive about, about, you know, when you, you start looking at how different cultures approach video games. It, it, some, sometimes it can be weird. Like with that, with Dead Rising 3, it completely knocked me out of the game. I haven't wanted to go back since... But that was, made by, that was made by Canadians, so... <laughs> yeah, well, Canadians, eh? It, it, Crazy Canadians. It's weird. It, it is hard to look past that stuff, as, as accepting as you can be. It, well, I mean, you kind of understand it. And I think that's the thing is you... You can overlook it. I mean, that's the thing is, I'm not. It's, I think what people forget about these things is, it's not like you just completely say, "Oh, this game is worthless because of it." It's just a case of the fact that you can't ignore it either. You know? I just don't need it in my games. Like, no, I don't I mean, need it in a lot of stuff that I watch, like pro wrestling, for example, as well. When they really, really yeah. push home the whole, "Oh, look at how scantily clad this diva is," oh, I don't want to see. That's not what I'm tuned in for. Yeah, the same with games. I don't tune in to see a woman turn up. Whoever that thing was in Dead Rising, she turned up with guns in her breasts or whatever, saying, you know, tuck my boobs or whatever. I don't need that because that's not what I'm playing no. a game for. That's called porn. And we all, every, that, that exists in this whole little bubble yeah. world. I don't see why that needs to cross across to anything No, that's else. exactly I, it. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with porn, but I think you shouldn't no, put porn in everything. Mm. No. It doesn't need to be in everything. It doesn't everything. need to be. That's the thing. Um, like, and that's what I don't get is like why are people arguing? It's like, you shouldn't, why should we not put porn in games? It's like, well, why should we? Like, exactly. I'd rather separate my. I don't know. It's just, it's just growing up, I always found that like, those elements of games I always found a bit embarrassing. Yeah, they were the sort of things where when I was playing it, even though I was on my own, I was a bit like, oh, God, yeah. like, this feels weird. And I thought the idea of anyone seeing me playing those bits, whether well, my like friends either, or my yeah. family, would be embarrassing. It's like I remember watching Hot Shots Part Deux with my granddad and Brilliant that section movie. at the start where he pops his balls out of his mouth. He's just going, it's like, it's not, oh God, you just feel a bit. Uh, anyway, with that uh, stuff, it's just, I've always felt like those elements of games were always like, they weren't what I was there for and yeah. they just felt like they didn't need to be there. And it, I think it's just because in recent years, games have increasingly stopped doing that yeah, yeah we've grown up the, as well yeah. and now when you see it it's sort of like my tolerance for it is a lot lower now just because I, it's like it be. why are you doing that shit like yeah a lot, a lot of games are trying to pursue topics that would never have been thought about 10 years ago um within this but this it's weird media. that kojima does that as well though doesn't he but then he also has this kind of childish side he to very, him where he yeah, he's very forward thinking it reverts back to that kind of juvenile i would like anyone because there will be people that listen to this that are pulling their hair out going no i want the you know scantily clad stuff just write why in the comments they get mad yeah yeah just, just say why just be intrigued i'd like to say, get somebody else's opinion because i don't i just don't need like that whole thing with um that sniper woman in metal gear solid 5 was just like absolutely just put some clothes on her i don't need her i don't need her breasts to be i get no enjoyment from that it's just a thing that you do i just think as well like a lot of people um argue with that stuff they go yeah well you haven't seen the story they'll probably explain it and you mm-hmm. go you know what yeah they will what's the but she lost story writing like, what? story writing is such a piece of piss i'm not being funny like a lot of people go well it's explained by the story and it's like yeah but that doesn't equal good narrative i could write you an explanation of why that sniper's not wearing any clothes uh let's just say that she's like got a weird <laughs> sexual complex and she likes to appear sexy before she kills people. There you are. There's your reason. Yeah. A lot of people, if that was the explanation of the game, would go, yeah, but Matt, they explained it. What's your problem? And it's like, it's crap. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And I just think that yeah, they do kind of, and obviously had, it isn't just women. They obviously had Vamp, the sexy kind of topless vampire in Metal Gear Solid 2. Vampire. That's never explained, I mean, that's it? the thing. There's a lot of shit in it that's just not explained. I, 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 I don't think, you know, sex should be a topic that video games don't tackle. It's oh, just, yeah. it's such an, it seems like such an obvious and sometimes immature way of doing it that it what? is embarrassing. Like, I just think it's embarrassing I, when they've openly said that they're doing it because they want to sell I, toys. And that, that might and be... And it's like, you're just... Basically, you are literally pandering to wankers. There's no getting around that. <laughs> it might be partly that to do with us. Solid 6? Pandering to wankers. <laughs> pandering to wankers. Yeah. I, th- I think, like, you know, since 
since start, starting here, I've been you know very adamant that I want you know I, I think games don't have to just be immature. And like when when I talk to my my parents or my friends that don't play, I'm like, oh no, you should see like there's all these video games are tackling these subjects like Papers Please, and uh, we, we, it is one that I always like to explain just because it's such a weird topic for a game. And then they walk in on you fighting a police lady. With yeah, Toads, it's the thing we chat about last week. With and you jump through a window and land in a Why can't you have a mix? In any media, regardless of whether it's a video, video games or not. I guess what it, I think I've been thinking about this a lot recently, and it's just because the, the industry's in its infancy so much. It kind of feels like we've got to a stage now where a lot of the venerated developers and venerated studios were venerated for work they did in the 90s. And I think it's very much a case of games being of their time, in the same way that, I guess, film directors. You have film directors that when they... At one point in their career, they're so like on it. They're so like making stuff that's so relevant then. But then in 10, 15, 20 years, the stuff they're making often gets slated because it just feels like dated and irrelevant. I was thinking about Duke Nukem the other day because obviously they're teasing some new Duke Nukem stuff at the moment. Are they? Yeah. Why are they teasing? Duke Nukem RPG. Don't know what it is. He's making it. Uh, Isn't it some top down? Thing oh, it started as an indie project. It'll be a cheapo thing. I, I want a good Duke Nukem. I don't know it if I do. Happen. I'm You're kind of feel right, like yeah, maybe I don't. I just feel like Duke Nukem at the time was perfect. It was sort of mid nineties, wasn't it? Um, ninety three, ninety four, yeah, early mid nineties, forever. Right? It was no, 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 no. The original. I don't know. Duke Nukem three D. Anyway, like okay. I mean, obviously there was. Oh, sorry, I meant three D. I meant three D. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah not not, not the original. Yeah, there was. Sorry, yeah, good one. Sorry. But even then, the character was kind of this spoof of of eighties action movies. Yeah, it was Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it was. It was just like, it worked. Now, because the joke was the fact that at that point, all action films had this buff dude with one-liners and sexy girls. And, and it was well, a parody. That, it still happens now, but now, now those movies are parodies of the, the movies that came out. Yeah, so on. sad. And it's just odd, because now it feels like we don't need Duke Nukem. It's like, you know, Duke Nukem was, was perfect then, because it was funny, yeah, it was but satire. Now changed, but yeah. now it doesn't feel like satire. It just feels like it's celebrating... A joke that's dead. Yeah. yeah, and it's like it's not a joke anymore. It's just like people like it. Yeah, you're the joke. A buff dude stomping on things. It's yeah. like the joke isn't funny anymore. Um, well, that's the thing. I, I kind of wonder if, like, obviously, Metal Gear was incredible at the time, and the Metal Gear series was incredible for years because of the fact that it was making all these references to '80s movies and both yeah. overtly and you know the, the like you talk on the codec about films all the time. It felt like really at the time, like on it. And I guess we didn't think about the, all the fact that every time you met a female character, she had this massive cleavage shown because that was what all movies mm. of that era and of the 80s, of the style it was aping, yeah. did. But now it's like the 80s feel like a long time ago. <laughs> you know what no, I mean? Three decades ago. Three decades yeah. ago, yeah. So I guess that's... Fuck. It just, it just feels like, you know, in the same way that you have movie directors who don't move on and keep making the same stuff over mm. and over again. And after about 20 years, everyone, all the critics are going mate <laughs> you know yeah things yeah, are moved on that'd be interesting to see i mean i don't like the ground zeroes thing at all because i would play i would have played ground zeroes i'm not doing it now um, I, I, yeah i i love that certain games are doing really interesting things with the way they they use demos now i think we, we talked about it with bravely default recently the stanley parable did a, a great thing this sounds like a really cool introduction to the game charging that much money for it is just i it almost i think charging for demos is fine but make it a fiver like yeah, just exactly, make it yeah. something like make, that. Make it at least something equivalent to what. Do it as a pre-order bonus, for goodness' sake. I mean, that's all, not all of those are either. bollocks anyway. At least do something you pre-order now. Get some content early. All well, right. The problem is, it's not just damage to the sales of that game. It damaged the brand as a whole. Yeah. I don't see why anyone yeah, would want it to. Does. Yeah. Well, Weird. it's happening. We can't stop it. No. Like a freight train heading your way. For all way. we know, we we could, it, this could be a big lie, and it could come out and be the longest game you've ever played because it is a Metal Gear Solid game. But no, doubtful. Very doubtful. When to come out next month? 
March twenty first. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, well, I, I hope it, I hope we're wrong about it because it, it just doesn't make sense at the moment. But there, it's yeah. just trouble. I think it's symptomatic of something that's happening across the industry now in different regards and different things. Of just just the guys, the marketing guys, getting far too involved with the creative process. And obviously, mm-hmm. free to play is is the most obvious example of that. Just because mm-hmm. it's like games actually being designed around the mechanic of making more money within the game. Yeah. yeah which is just the, like the least fun way to make a game. like the mobile market. Yeah. That, that seems... I mean, Dungeon Keeper, obviously... I, none of us have played it, right? No. Played. I, I've, I've played it very briefly just played to what, see... What the Dungeon Keeper iOS thing. Oh, no, I've played it. No, I've played it. No, no, I know about it. I haven't played it, no. I mean, I've read and watched a lot of videos on it. Yeah, yeah so like just clearing blocks to in, like uh, increase the size of your dungeon can take 24 hours, but you can pay to remove that straight away. And it that's immediately like a lot of free all free to play games on on the mobile seem to have some kind of element where you get to a stage and then you're encouraged to pay of course that's that's how that model is structured but this does it immediately the moment you start the game it's like and we'll take your money now please you want to build a dungeon great that'll be yeah uh, it sounds don't forget as well the nintendo have come out and said they're free to start games not free to play free to start that's the way to do it yeah at least they're being yeah free to play is like the, the term's incorrect anyway isn't it i mean in a lot of senses, it is free to start. It feels like a more relevant uh, yeah. I think, name across the board. I think the uh, system that they have had with um, Xbox Live Arcade games was perfect. Of having yeah. a demo that you download the demo, you play every it for about well. every game. That, yeah. You play it for really like good. ten, fifteen minutes or however long, and then it just goes. Oh, if you have the full game, you could have this. Mm. And then it gets to the end of it and it goes. Hope you liked it. Do you want to play the full game? Yeah. And you just have the option to just press a button and go. Yeah, yeah. that's how all games should work. I, I agree. Like, I hope that they will with the digital thing becoming uh, bigger. Mm. But yeah, Dungeon Keeper is just balls, apparently. Yeah. Everyone's been kicking off about big time. We haven't massively because we haven't really had a chance to check it out, obviously. But well, um, I mean, it, it's, it's not a new it's story, stunning. even for EA across their mobile games. That's, that's the approach they're taking now, isn't it? Uh, FIFA does it. But to boot up a game and be told like, zombies, to, to clear one block. Oh, yeah. To get your gremlins to clear one block, examples. which took about 10 seconds in. Uh, the original it takes 24 hours 24 hours yeah. it's just depressing isn't it's it it's like to play that I, game without spending any money it, I, you probably take years mm. I, 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 yeah um, like we say it's not, it's not new but I just love how obvious some of these things are becoming now because with Dungeon Keeper when you go in the shop I think I think like you obviously you can um, you can pay money for a certain amount of resources the more money you spend you get a better deal and the best deal is something like 70 pounds and it has a little sticker next to it that says best deal straight away it's like yep okay great deal great yeah i can't believe people would pay that much on a game like that though people like, do but if the big retail market is suffering with like 40 50 quid games who is out there paying 80 quid or yeah, whatever it is on ios stuff it, they're the most popular they're the board, most profitable games though aren't they board house board commuters and board commuters yeah because yeah. uh, well, when you're stuck there and as matt just said you can just go blip and push a button they'll push the button are the are the, the priced like the, the games that you pay for the full version on on mobiles are they even competing anymore is that like the what terms, sorry the, like, the the games that you actually you pay straight away well, no, the, price game. IOS I, releases. I, the problem is that has become a dirty water area now as well and the fact that it used to be that you used to pay for a game and then it wouldn't have any in app transactions mm-hmm. and now that just isn't the case now it's like you don't know you yeah. have to read up lots of people are saying they spent like three or four quid in the game and then within half an hour it's asking you for more money didn't that new ridge racer game do that quite badly a lot of games do to be honest it's why i have no interest in mobile games i don't i'm not doing that i think as far as i'm concerned the whole um i know it's the most popular market in the world at the moment but i think the whole thing is tainted and i think from both an entertainment and a cultural perspective it's a fucking waste of time it's ruining the the 
the idea of the free-to-play model as well, which isn't always broken. We, it we is, talked yeah. about it before because, like, you know, the, the games with the, the big audiences, Dota, League of Legends, Hearthstone to an extent, can, can do free-to-play in different ways. Um, but you, I, you, you hear that term now. You hear that term associated with a big name like Dungeon Keeper, and you go, oh... Oh, I would have. I would have liked to you know, mm. paid for a proper version of that. Yeah, I think yeah, that's. But you're what, free to play. Yeah. And you go. You know what? I'm not even going to touch. I it. think that's what's upsetting when it's like you know you get the kind of the bringing back classic IPs, but they aren't being brought back to make a good game. They're, they're being brought money. back just because it's a recognisable name but, and they know someone will click on it. I know yeah. what they do it because it's EA, right? Dungeon Keeper. Yeah, yeah. They look at Simpsons. We know about last week. So we're just they're touching it. Tons Simpsons of money tapped on out, it. make seven hundred billion dollars every second, and they think, well, well, what else have we got? What else have we got that we're not going to put on console? We can easily slap on iOS and get people to do the same. Dungeon Keeper, I bet in a year's time they announced Dungeon Keeper has made $7 billion. And then we all just go to a bridge and kill ourselves. Mm. <laughs> and onwards we go. Yeah. I guess it's just, uh, I, my answer is just not, and you know, it's not, I'm just beyond snobbery now. It's just uber snobbery. I just don't recognize it. As far as I'm concerned, it doesn't count. It's a different thing. Yeah. It's like, as far as I'm concerned now, mobile games, people say it's ruining games. I don't think it is. I don't think, I don't think they are games. I think it's like comparing a video game to a fruit machine. It's like, I don't think fruit machines are games. Mm. I think fruit machines are designed to, make, well, they don't are even, to yeah. steal your money. They don't yeah. even try and market it to people like us, do they? I mean, no. from a journalist's point of view, all they did was send a press release when it was out. There was no indication it was coming out before that. There's no pre-release build-up to these sort of games. They're kind of, yeah. They go with the whole, it's out, people on iOS will buy it when they see it. No need to really talk about it. And it's it. so easy to just buy a vast number of five-star reviews as well. There's yeah. just like companies that are built to do that. Oh yeah, Dungeon Keeper, by the way, is extremely highly rated on the iOS store at least it was before I know there's been a lot of bad press about it the last week so yeah, maybe that's changed. changed but originally but... there were thousands of good of like positive reviews for it uh, five star reviews yeah, I don't know what's going on with talking that. of a good free iOS game I'd like to thank everyone who wrote in after last week after I asked what game was it that looked a little bit like a circuit board and you had to ah, connect yes. the colours Flow wasn't it it was Flow Free Flow yes. Free yeah very good and it's not a circuit board it's a bunch of pipes that you have to hook so, together man but how yes. did they even get that yeah. that's impressive no, well done <laughs> I'm like, enjoying it a lot is it like the game where you have to flow water from one to oh, the start I yeah so you have games. you have like pairs of coloured dots yeah. across the screen and you have to hook pipes like up to each dot without that. flow crossing. free flow free I'm, I'm it's in. good play it for next the, week. the thing about that is that it presents a scenario that looks so complicated but is actually really simple and so when you do it you're like yeah i'm a fucking genius when <laughs> so you're not you're not at all well how does that do free to play better than well i haven't been asked to buy anything yet and I've so played... how's it making money well i don't know but in terms of the i don't consumer, trust it. i don't tr- if you want a good uh, if you want a good um for a puzzle game that just won't screw you over. Well, I don't know actually. Maybe it's been because the problem with these games is they get bought by different companies, yeah, and maybe it's been it. changed and updated into a way that's horrible. But a couple of years ago, anyway, Drop Seven was the best game I've I ever played. Going on about that, Drop yeah. Seven, just incredible. Um, I sunk hundreds of hours into it. It's just a very simple puzzle game, a bit like Tetris. Um, Tetris but, has got a free to play, like yeah, terrible version as well. Hasn't Tetris it? has been shit they for did, years. They did Tetris. <laughs> Come on, I mean, every time you want to change like the. The, which way your block goes up 20p I'm just saying if you, you want to play Tetris tetriswins.com that's where it's at don't talk about it. I like they start giving you like mutant uh, they start giving you mutant <laughs> shapes do you want normal ones again yeah. <laughs> this was not fit anything two pounds yeah you've got to pay for a, a block uh, antidote yeah <laughs> oh, dear. sweet pricey pricey uh, but no drop seven is mint give it a go um, I will talk about something though actually briefly we were talking about obviously the kingdom uh, no blah, 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 dungeon keeper mm-hmm. and the fact that you've got to wait 24 hours for stuff to happen I've been playing loads more Bravely Default and I've got about 13, 14 hours into it. 
And I touched briefly on the fact that last week just say it's good, but now I can say it's really good. <laughs> Shit, you son. can add a really to like, that. <laughs> really good. Um, I love it. It's the first time I've played a JRPG that I've really loved for what it is in a long time. Maybe since Final Fantasy VII, to be honest. Because I felt like I felt like I've always I've been making excuses for the genre for a very long time, and I've been mm. enjoying games in the genre because they're not as bad or because they try to yeah. make them less bad or evade things, whereas this just gets everything so right, it's kind of shocking. I think what's surprising me most is I've talked about grinding in a derisive way for a very long time. Mm. I've said, oh, bloody hate RPGs where you're yeah, just grinding. Yeah. I'm really enjoying grinding. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's amazing. I've remembered that I used to. That's the thing. Yeah. It's, it's a weird sense to say, but it's also reminded me that when I used to play Final Fantasy VII, I used to enjoy thinking, I've got this piece of materia and I'm going to level it yeah, up. I mean, and I'm going to see what it does when the, I level it up. It, to be fair, there were interesting ways of doing it, but that was often... Be- the interesting part for me with, with grinding in RPGs was trying to find new ways of doing it that were clever. Like finding yeah. a particular type of enemy that had a particular weakness that you could exploit or so, you know finding a particular group that dropped a lot of money or something like that. It was always about finding new ways of doing it. The actual process of killing the enemies usually wasn't that... Well, as I say, they've, they've completely got around the fact by the fact that you can... Um, if you set like your orders for last turn, if you just press Y, it will just repeat everything you just... all the orders you've just given... And that will stay on between battles. So you can just, if you're in an area that's easy, you can just automate the battles. It, if you decide the battles aren't worth it, you can just switch off the battles that entirely. It makes a lot of sense because it's what people were doing anyway, of course. Yeah. They were, but. but it means it basically gets around that. And also, even if you're not automating it, you can immediately switch the animation speed up so it's like turbo fast. So it's basically like just instant actions. Um, and it lets you skip everything like summons and all that stuff. There's only oh, a couple that, of things. I'm so glad that stopped. Well, actually, no, it's just like basically if you've got the speed normal, it will show you the summon. If you've got speed double, mm. it just doesn't show you the summon. It just shows you the, the splash of magic at the end of it um, and does the damage. Uh, but no, I mean, it's not just that. It's the fact that the job system is really cool. The way that you, you level up characters with XP, but also your jobs. There's like 24 different jobs. You unlock them partly through the story, but then there's loads Isn't of side quests. I, I mean... I've, I've played the demos where there's about there's something like eight jobs something like that oh, there's like six or seven I think yeah. yeah but there's 24 Jesus and what I like about them is you don't get them all through the main quest there are side quests that you do and you'll unlock a new job or two from them so it's like you can you don't know what you're going to get but it's really cool like you get some odd ones like I got one early on which is like a merchant and it means all your characters if you turn them into merchants they all have top hats and they look like kind of Victorian <laughs> done Victorian gentlemen or Victorian ladies and um, I just like the fact that when you level up, you get a combination of skills and uh, like um, equip, equipable skills that go between jobs. Mm. It, it yeah, quickly it, opens up this scope for like, you can start to go, ah, but if I use this ability on this one, then this, and you, you can yeah, like yeah. carry elements of the jobs between them. Yeah, exactly. And it means it you can start to build you your own stuff. experiment with it as well, because, you know, when I, when I first saw the, the, the jobs that were available, I was like, right, I need a black mage, a white mage, someone that can take some damage and someone that does a lot of damage. That's kind of your classic setup. But then you realize, oh, actually, the Black Knit Mage, if you use one of the skills that a ninja has, you can, uh, yeah. you can evade attacks and it, 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 like, the synergy works really well, yeah. which is not something you'd yeah. expect. And because That's of that, it encourages you to play classes you wouldn't otherwise... Yeah, it encourages you to think about it in a different way because usually in RPGs, obviously, you go you're the magic woman, the you're the man with the shield, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they all have a role, and that role carries throughout the whole game. Whereas, as Brad says, it encourages you to be a bit like weird about it, and to yeah. be like, hang on a minute, if I level them up with this, then I can go back and do this. It's like I've got the ability where, where one person was rubbish at using like 
glaives and pikes. And I was like, well, if I level them up to level three Valkyrie, then they can equip like these with any class at level. And it's just like, ah, you can start to come up with really Puzzle interesting... Puzzle itself. Yeah, it is. But it's really satisfying to know that when you've got everything right, you just breeze through it. Yeah. And it's just weird in the fact that it's not balanced. Like... Most RPGs are balanced for flow of being like, well, the difficulty is going to keep going up at the same rate. It sort of isn't, and it sort of doesn't care. The boss fights are all quite hard, but it gives you so many opportunities to game the system. Obviously, yeah. you've got the, the system in the town, which is what I was alluding to with Dungeon Keeper, where you can set people you street pass to work in your village to yeah. unlock new items. I did that, and I got some really good items that I bought early on that made it really easy for me for a while. Mm. And now it's stopped, but it's just like, I felt like I was cheating it. But there's so many ways to cheat it. You can just grind yeah, really choice, easily. Yeah. You can do these side quests. You can you get these like giant nemesises that get sent to your town via street pass that are like these special boss fights. There's just so much stuff to do. You can link your characters with someone else's characters. I haven't done this yet, but you can basically, if you've got a friend who's playing it and they're leveling up like a black mage and you're leveling up a warrior, then so, you can oh, you can me, link your characters so you can use the other uh, your mate who's playing the game, you can use their skills mm. from their character. And it's just, it's basically, it's like, it's just jam-packed with clever ideas. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's reminded me that I really like Japanese RPGs, mm. which is something that I thought that's I'd a, grown out that's of. That's a testament to the game though, isn't it? Because the really reason is. you probably didn't like Japanese RPGs, same reason for me and a lot of people, was because they lost their way entirely. And they didn't grow, they didn't evolve, they didn't look what anybody else was doing in the industry. And like, I can't play this anymore because it's slow and boring. So if one has actually or looked the, at Or it, they went in the wrong way. Like yeah. I mean... Final Fantasy XIII, for all its faults, tried some new stuff. It just it took twenty five hours great. to get going. Mm. <laughs> I think also it became too cliched. The first yeah. time you played a Final Fantasy, you didn't know that after fire you get Fyra, mm. and that after Fyra yeah. you get Faraga <laughs> or a Faraja, Faraja, just Nigel saying. Faraja from <laughs> Brat, as he says. Um, but that was exciting because you're like, oh, what a, yeah, oh. Yeah. they fell into a pattern. They fell into you a got pattern. Ultima yeah. and Ultimaga. Oh, what? But then. After you played a couple of them, you knew before you even started playing the game everything you'd unlock, yep. and there'd be no surprises. Yeah, and it, it's the same. That's why when you when you start bravely default and you see the jobs that are available, you think you know exactly what you need to do. But the fact that it is doing these new things—that's it. You, you don't, understand you don't the know. system, but it's it's making you experiment and try. And it's got loads of surprises. Like the, the merchant is a really good example of a character that surprised me, and the fact that you can. So the abilities they get are great. Like you've got an ability to like over the odds buy any healing item you want and just use it immediately <laughs> so you just have a shop that you can just in the middle of that you can just spend more money on something and get it you can spend loads of money to raise your defense but every time you get hit it costs you the amount of money oh, I like that. that you get taken damage you can use manage like spend your current level times 50 to raise your critical hit and stuff you can basically there's even, even an ability you get as a merchant where you can sell a healing item to an enemy and you'll get 2.5 times what you oh, get for it in so a shop. <laughs> so weirdly, I'm finding myself using Yeah, I was going to say you could items. game that, right? You could just... Well, no, you against... can't. I, I made a big mistake of going to a shop and buying 20 potions and then using this thinking, I'm going to make infinite money and realise that that's no, 2.5, the selling value. So you're still losing money, you prick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I was like, Oh, I'm an yeah. idiot. Yeah, but like item, items that you've found that you don't want yeah, to use. Yeah, well, I mean, I've actually weirdly found myself using consumable items loads more than I ever have in usual RPGs. Usually it's just you get to the end of the game and it's like you've got millions oh, of potions. I've saved 99 high potions. You're like, I can't use the X potion. I might <laughs> need it. <laughs> what if I need it? And then you get to the end and you're like, I've got, I've got so many X potions. Uh, yeah, it does encourage you to use stuff because, you know, you get beaten up a lot more. But it's just nice that 
you unlock this stuff and you don't know what you're going to get next and it's quite a surprise um and i've heard that the late game gets quite interesting as well but uh yeah i'd really recommend it if you've got yeah, a 3ds awesome. really really recommend it it's got brilliant music as well it's got like i'm in i'm yeah. in with everything good music you got the theme uh, I, I, it's Celtic disco. I'll get some. Uh, it's funny. Funny. As we do questions, yeah. We just have like Celtic disco. We ask questions. <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. I think it's time for questions. Now, it's turned into right. late night love. As soon as I get back to my uh, to my desk, I'll listen to the Metal Gear Solid Four title screen theme and go. <laughs> game was such a ten out of ten. <laughs> Wasn't. It's got great music. Ten out of ten. Shouldn't be allowed to review games. Questions. <laughs> Tell me what you think about me. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> let's see here. We've got a question from Ryan Archer who asks, do any of you watch esports? Would you consider it? I do not understand esports at all. I don't know why. I just don't want to see somebody else playing a game. That doesn't interest me. But that, it's, okay, I I understand that point and... I'm not saying that it's not interesting, it's not interesting to me. I, I... I, I I had that at first as well, but I when you do get into when you see really really good players playing something like StarCraft, it's it's like watching football. I, I don't play football, but when I see Ronaldo kick it the ball very well, yeah, don't make this now. Get out of this analogy now, Brat. Here's my point, though. It's impressive. Uh, you, you but can, I'm not you interested can... in StarCraft. So I don't watch people get StarCraft. Well, that's my thing. Yeah, you do need to have. You do need to find a game that you have some interest. Yeah, that's in. what. So most esports are games I wouldn't play. So well, that's like Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers. Has I hate good... Smash Brothers. Oh, I hate I thought it. You were... Miss Nintendo. No, we're not getting into that now, but I hate Smash Brothers. Oh, right. uh, I'm going to get flamed right. now. Right. I'm absolutely flamed in the comments now. Come at me, bros. Why do you hate it? But I just don't get it. I don't understand. It's just, oh, do you not play it on the N64 and have fun? No, I didn't. Oh, I, didn't I didn't play it to a what's GameCube. A, what's a competitive multiplayer game? Do you, this is it. I guess you go to see, I think people who take Smash Brothers seriously as a competitive game, they're kind of... <laughs> like, I mean, I'll agree with you there. I mean, I think Smash Brothers is great fun, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think when people get serious about it, it's like, come on, guys. It's Smash Brothers. Come on, guys. You're, you're a Pikachu. <laughs> um, but that's the thing all those esports aren't games that I play so therefore I don't get interested in watching other people play them mm. like, as if people don't like football if you don't like football you can't get into football you see I've tried watching people play uh, Call of Duty in Battlefield when they've done little tournaments every now and then and I either find it very difficult to watch or incredibly boring because a lot of the time it's either so manic that they're running around constantly dying and it's very hard to keep up with what's going on or they're doing yeah, the opposite they're being very slow they're camping and I, then there's nothing going on you've raised a good point oh go on no go on you go uh, you've raised a good point there I, I watch quite a lot of Starcraft 2 the, the tournaments and it wasn't a game that I myself it's played good to watch, a lot yeah. but if you've got good commentators it makes so much difference See, yeah, found, like football, it, you can find the, the, yeah, thing, you find yeah. the balance between the shooter commentators are so over the top well, so it's you like can't wrestling do it. type commentators just gone <laughs> on yeah. but I also think when it comes out like Call of Duty though half the appeal more than half the appeal is the way it makes you feel because yeah, no, when bollocks. you go on uh, kill streaks and stuff you feel good and that's a lot of where it's like an addiction really and you want to try and do it again I don't mm. see how you get that from watching somebody else do kills well you don't I get it from something in a more strategical game like Starcraft because you can see, oh wow, that was clever. But Call of Duty is so kind of fast paced and reactionary, that's why it's good. I hit the button first, I feel good about myself. See, I was at so. Call of Duty XP where they did that big tournament and stuff. And when you're there in that atmosphere, it's quite good. But you could apply that to anywhere that's got a bit of an yeah. atmosphere. It like wasn't church. the fact that it was church. A, yeah. I mean, I find whenever I'm in a big church, I find myself kind of temporarily thinking, I can understand why people but believe the, in God. There's a nice feeling. feeling. But, no, but that's a power of community, isn't it? Yeah. It's mob mentality yeah, as well, is. if you want to look at it that way. If you, if you, if you feel music is the best way to describe it you know when you're a gig and you feel that you yeah. know, connection stuff yeah. you know, oh man it heightens the experience well, I mean, that, you can get into anything with the right people that, that is you. happening more and more in, in esports I mean bo- both the big MOBAs sell out stadiums now don't they when they the uh, difference is that 
Um, I think MOBAs are difficult because of the fact that they are so advanced and there's so much you need to know to be able to enjoy watching it. Yeah, I, I think it's very prohibitive. I to think watch. with StarCraft 2, actually, it's, Starcraft it's is an fine. easy one for, to watch if you don't play the game very much yeah, because it is. you can see, oh, that guy's got a lot of dudes and that guy hasn't, or that guy's got a lot of those kind of dudes that do big. Well, there's also there's not that much to learn, it. and it's like what's nice about it is you can watch StarCraft 2 being commentated and if you, even if you don't know anything about it it's always quite easy to explain because it's like it's like oh well that guy's got these tanks yeah. and what they can do is those tanks can like turn to buildings and yeah. bombard them with artillery because it's all based on like simple military tactics yeah. anyone can really appreciate what's going on and see why it's exciting and mm. see the tension I think that I've I, always said this with Call of Duty it's fucking bollocks like Activision just threw as much money as they could to make it an eSport and it was never it's never going to work because watching somebody playing Call of Duty and watching it as a team game, you, just even if you keep jumping between cameras, the, it's like someone's dead, someone's alive, someone's There's dead. There's no flow to it, yeah. Well, the only thing you can really watch is just the numbers ticking up. Yeah. Like, unless you've got an incredibly... Like, unless you've got a pro understanding of those maps and understanding exactly by when... Like, if somebody makes a rush over and hides behind something, you might be like, oh, God, I know what they're doing here. That's really clever. But to be honest, to the layman, it's too specific. And the same is true with, like, Dota. I love watching Dota. League Legends is a bit simpler, so it's not as bad. But yeah, I, yeah, but, I, I, I've, I've just started playing myself, and I'd, I'd still be at a loss if I watched competitive play. Just because, but, there's, how many heroes are there in Dota? There's, uh, there's about 115 at the moment, I think. And maybe they've, all, they've all got like four abilities and a ridiculous number of items to use. Like, yeah, you, and you need to have some grasp of that. The thing is, as well, is when you see people commentating on it, they are like the level of commentating already kind of expect a degree yeah, of knowledge can't, you can't do it like you can like, with starcraft it, it's a different way of approach because if every time you watch the tournament they had to break down the basics yeah. every time no, yeah it wouldn't be work because so you get people saying like oh he's going for a race car build and stuff yeah. and it's like what, what does that mean but, like, that's, yeah. but that's why football is so popular because yeah. it's so it's simple, simple yeah. it's people pass the ball around and try and put it in the net i mean there are other rules that you'd have to learn but you could sit down and understand football within 10 seconds and that's yeah. why it's so popular no that's, it's true does it work with games because well, yeah, it's maybe different you, media, you just need it? to get some kind of understanding of it first. Yeah. I mean, the League of Legends, uh, their, their tournament streams are so popular. Yeah. Ridiculous. I, I remember when we were, we were looking at Twitch um, and we were just comparing like, which games had got the, the biggest audience. League of Legends had like, the, the audience of everyone else combined yeah. because they had a big tournament on. It's, uh, but that's the thing. I, I think it kind of, when you get it right, it's perfect because of the fact that obviously... Gamers always love feeling a part of something, mm-hmm. you know, feeling a part of something exclusive in a way, and being able to stand in a room for people like that. It's like a gig, you know, of being like, yeah, of course, you connect when you find people. yourself being like, yeah, I'm in a room for people who understand. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I've, I remember seeing like the Mars Volta sometimes and just being like, yeah, his, like, his 400 people who know why this yeah, shit is yeah, exactly, good, yeah, and yeah, most yeah. people are just like, oh, what's this noise? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. Yeah, same thing. Community is a powerful tool. Uh, more important question to follow up with from Richard Burrows uh, Rich. also doing, known as Riborian uh, he asks why does Simon like only fools and horses there's a lot of things what? you don't like Simon <laughs> that I mean? disagree with <laughs> immensely it's just not my not my comedy what don't you like about it I just don't find it very but you, humorous you, that, that just makes you wrong like, I know it's not like why is it's this... not that it's terrible it's just not that good yeah I wouldn't watch it like if, if no, we're in someone's house and we've been to the pub and we got back, what do you want to do? Do you want to watch some Fools and Horses? I'd be like, like, no. No? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I definitely would. i tell you why. If someone's like, drinks. do you want to watch some Brass Eye or something? I'd be like, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah there we go. Yeah. See, different sense of humours. Also, I'm a human being. I have my own opinions. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> Your opinion is wrong. <laughs> Headshot. I found it. This is, this is the, the music that plays in the, in the battles. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
This is the music that plays I when like, he, it does have JRPGs. They're good music. Yeah, Celtic disco. That's that's the description I must say that was given by Kirk Hamilton from Saku. <laughs> yeah, I, that I, is I get good. It. <laughs> it does make it does put me on edge a little Celtic bit. Celtic disco. Yeah, you, you're fighting a dragon. You should be on edge. I like it. It's ridiculous. It's you're actually you're ridiculous. It makes me bob my dragon. head. It's actually ridiculous. Brett, ask a question with the Celtic disco. We kind of answered this before, but do you think people's opinions of gaming in general are negatively affected by free-to-play mobile games? So I guess uh, people that don't play kind of done a lot it. of console stuff. Yeah, we kind of uh, talked about that. I don't think if you don't play console, you don't know the difference. So no, you just assume that's games. So I worry that they might. That damaging, you're though? ignorant. Isn't that damaging? I worry that you might get people in a few years going, oh, I don't like video games. Why? Because they make you spend loads of money. Yeah. You true. have to go, no, let me hold you. You could argue it's their fault for not researching properly. But you could also argue it's the company's fault for introducing them in the first place. I, I think, it's everybody's I think it fault. Be, I think it can be damaging. Oh, sugar buns. I just uh, started leveling. Oh, God. <laughs> right. I, just, I almost started playing two songs over on each other. Oh, DJ Matt. <laughs> I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going to temporarily play this, though. This is my hard self like for Brody music. Default. This is the... Listen to the sax in this. <laughs> listen to the sax. Just listen to the sax. That's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, it's, There's some good like sax it. going on there. Top sax. What? It's like a nineties thing. This this only plays in the battles when you use special moves. Yeah, I like it. It's a good time to do it, dude. I I was born in the nineties and I play JRPGs, man. I, I get I get I whatever get child. I get music, <laughs> probably. Sometimes. Give me a question. You don't um, get music. <laughs> actually, this one this is a I'm one stopping that. Matt stress me out. <laughs> from a British wolf who says, "Seeing this is uh, this is your last podcast, Matt. Can we have a special farewell from you?" Maybe a song, just a few words, anything. A special farewell. A song oh. is it putting a bit of pressure on you? Well, I was thinking. Sing us a song. I've, I've been thinking about it, and it's, I don't. I'm not good at dealing with pressure, mm. um, to be honest. But I was thinking, I'll probably. That's a shame because your leaving presents a bomb, <laughs> <laughs> and you have to defuse it right now. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh, no, I was. I was thinking about making something which would be a small video, which will probably. I'll probably make. Yeah, I will, I will definitely make something. It will either go up on Thursday or Friday, which will be a little. A little. I think I think a song will be involved in it. It'll sort of be a goodbye from me. Anyway, I'm not going to say any more because it'll spoil it. But there will be a little something, I'm sure. Right. Well, I can't do this now, but yeah. okay. Well, I'm not dying. Everyone keeps. I should I should point out I'm not dying because I said this like, to you already, but you are. To me, everyone Matt. keeps going no, as if it's like the end of uh, the third um, bit with Darth Vader lava the what, what have you, you know said? what I mean? I know what you mean. People know what, what you mean. Just Brad doesn't know. Brad am I your young. father? Yep, they look. That's the quote. I, um, I think I think it's time for Miller Instinct actually because I'm okay. Running, well, God, running whoa, you're jumping ahead. Friends. Well, it's end of questions. Miller end of questions. How many questions are there? It's only three? three questions. Jesus, expecting more questions. Uh, yes. Will question. we ever see Simon and Chris dress up as Batman and Robin? Yes, live streams? Yes, yes, we will. Uh, no, I, I, I got a rule about Batman. What? I'll only wear. Your, you've got a Batman rule. No, I'll only wear. Yeah. I'll only wear the Batman costume that is worthy of a Batman costume. <laughs> well, we'll get you wearing Robin and Chris you, can be Bra- uh, you Batman. You thought you were going to be Batman. Try, oh, try, try. wonderful. A, Simon thinks he's going to be Batman. You try and be Batman. Look at you. Partnership. you. You're barely Robin. Bratman. It you're barely works. Man. It works. Think about you're it. Bratman and Robin. <laughs> Bratman to be honest, I, think, I honestly think with, with Miller's build, like, I, I'd be hard-pressed to pull off being Robin. <laughs> right, and just no, you need you need work, bro. No, but that is, you need that's a montage. Part, that's part of the joke. It's it's like the only fools and horses gag. I'm definitely doing it now. Classic, to be fair, actually, comedy, it would be right? hilarious for you to be Batman. Well, and I just know as Robin. There's no way. I only dress up as Batman <laughs> if I get that three and a half grand Batman costume, and I will never dress up as Robin because I hate Robin as a character. He makes no sense. And I want him to die. 
Wow. I yeah. think that's even more of a reason why I want to see you yeah. well, dress as Robin. Well, but I don't know if I can do it. You need to do something for charity, like where we get so much money involved. We've broken down the same Batman rule very, very quickly. With morals and charity. Don't bring a knife to a Batman fight. Exactly. Bring a gun. Okay. Well, without further ado... Do we even have a now question? I've, now I've already did. One sec. I guess we do. We always have a question. Okay. Um, and that's... Because what again. time is it, Matt? It, it is... is... It's time for me to raise the volume in VLC player from zero <laughs> to 100%. That, that, that was a nice stall. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for... Miller Instinct. That's right, Miller Instinct. It's... Uh, All right. What's the question this week? I don't have my phone on I've me. got the question. So I need I've you got to the get question. one. This was a good question, actually. I remembered it. I remember it off the top of my head. Miller. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who this is from, because off the top of my head. Fluorescent lighting or candlelight? Oh, candlelight. Why? It's sexy. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's oh, the, correct, the correct answer. Right. But also, I feel all the candles out of yeah. our office. I'm going to turn the lights off, and we're going to Lidl. Get some candles. Why, Dave? You love Lidl, that's why. Because it's sexy. Uh, yeah. Although, fluorescent lights is good. You can smash people with fluorescent lights. Nothing wrong tubes. with being sexy. I think kind of like sexy. It's nice, isn't it? No, it is. It's nice. nice. It's relaxing. It's just the way you said it. Sometimes you <laughs> the just want to... sexy way possible. Sometimes you want to unwind. I hate fluorescent <laughs> lighting because I once had a panic attack in a... Uh, what's the name of that? Clothes shopping. Madison. Not Mad- Is it Madison's? Matalan. Matalan. I once almost had a panic attack. I didn't quite, but I had to leave very quickly. Yeah. Just because there was something about the layout of the building... And something about the fluorescent lighting that just made me feel very panicked. Wow. There we go. That's why I don't like shops. Matalan is always massive as well. It has really high ceilings. I don't know. There's something... I can't quite put my finger on it. There's something about a certain type of aesthetic mm. where like, if you have like, something that's weirdly too tight and narrow and rigorous and yeah. lit in a certain way, rigorous. in a cold way, that just makes me feel deeply uncomfortable. That's fair enough. Um, I get it sometimes in very, very budget supermarkets and Matalan. Um, I also hate Topshop. But that's because they purposefully make it so you can't walk down corridors. You can't leave. And you have to weave through, yeah. through a kind of infinite mesh of cunts. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I hate it. No. On that, that note, I'm just going to say, I, I just saw the ultimate wanker this morning riding to work on a bicycle without a helmet, oh, wearing over ear Beats headphones. Oh, and I just, thought, shot him in the I just thought it was a her. And I just thought, oh, lady, yeah. you are a the danger. biggest wanker I have ever seen in my life. She told her. That's not relevant at all. I had a panic attack when I went potholing. You've been potholing. I have. It's great. I, what oh, is potholing? Literally, you go cl- crawl through a hole that's yeah. barely bigger oh, than you. Right. Thought, Often in water as well. Potholes are like mm. when you're driving along and there's well, that's a pothole too. The... A potholing is when you go basically go into this tiny hole and you climb through. Oh, I would that hate is that. A, that's fair though. Having a having a panic attack oh, yeah, in well, that circumstance. I got half, what I got halfway <laughs> through <laughs> and like, my body literally said, "You can't go back. You can't move." You don't know where you're going. This is where you die. Honestly, I've never had one. You know, so only one, I was about what fifteen, I think. Yeah, absolutely, just fucking freaked out. I'm it's never doing scary, that again. Man. Like, it's scary, man. I've horrible. done it. You have to like climb over some boulders. Basically, you're in caves underground. You've got like helmets on your lights. Yeah. Hel- lights on, on your helmets. Your lights. Ridiculous. <laughs> often like, like descent levels of shit going on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> often. <laughs> Often uh, you had to actually go through like puddles, like completely submerged. There was one bit where we were crawling underneath a boulder whilst having to keep your head up so you could keep breathing because you basically, you were crawling through half a foot of water underneath a boulder. And you realise that if you want to push yourself, your back up, you can't because your back is about two centimetres off a rock. Yeah. And you do have these moments where suddenly you go, I'm about a hundred feet underground in a pitch black cave underneath a boulder in water. Literally, like imagine right now, there is a uh, a tunnel 
across your body, but it's literally the width of your shoulders. Yeah. And that is what it feels like. Sounds like it's a Tomb Raider horrible. QTE. Yeah, it was a lot like Tomb Raider. A lot like Tomb <laughs> it Raider. It is. Horrible. <laughs> it is. It's kind of exciting. Well also, worked back, Dave. <laughs> yeah, you do... Uh, I, have, uh, I have panic attacks whenever I smell toast because <laughs> I think what? I'm having a stroke. You uh, have, yeah. You've, I don't think that's real. I don't think Isn't it? actually no. have. I often, I get that sometimes when I think of having stroke on trains because I think sometimes trains make a smell yeah, that do, smells yeah. like toast yeah. and I suddenly just find myself sitting on a train just smelling toast and going, oh God, this is it. I've told <laughs> you the Snackerjack story, this haven't I? The Snackerjack story? No. God. Where I thought I, was actually, I thought I was actually dying on a train once because I suddenly had this overpowering smell and I can't describe what the smell was. But <laughs> well, well, you can, it's Crackerjack. And, and I was sitting and I thought, I'm going to have to tell someone I'm having a heart attack. And I looked to my left and the girl had just opened a pack of Snackerjack. <laughs> <laughs> why, isn't that, why isn't that your immediate thought? I Unfortunately, mean, oh, you kind of smell. give away the punchline of that one. I know, I did. The Snacker Jack. Yeah, yes. oh, sorry. That is brilliant. But, I um, must be dying. No, the woman next to me is eating Snacker yeah. Jacks. Yeah. There we go. Thank Still you, good. Woman. Still good. There well, we go. um, that's about it for this week's podcast. Oh, yeah. Before we go, I want to just say the winner of the podcast competition oh, yes. was Nail Pudding because of that splendid oh, yes. video game that, oh, that you created. Oh, that was Mario RPG. <laughs> Congratulations. And if you want to check out what we're talking about, we did a video. We did. Let's play of Mango RPG. It wasn't the best game I've ever played in the world. But it but was a game. Rubbish. It impressed me so much that I just sort of thought, he clearly had gone to quite a lot of effort to make it because he didn't appear to be an experienced game developer. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though it felt weirdly egotistical to make a video about a game about us, it just felt like it deserved a bit of limelight because it was funny. We are lovely. weirdly egotistical though. And so. it has a scene with Dave in it which blew me away. <laughs> it's longer than Ground Zeroes as well. Yeah. <laughs> and well it's done. free! Uh, okay. uh, yeah, so I did check that game out because he's won a game for it. Well done, do we son. Any, do we, doing the rest of the stuff? Or you didn't uh, no, I'll contact the, the other people okay, through the forums because <laughs> I haven't... He hasn't done it. Tell the votes up yet. He hasn't done it. That's why. He hasn't done his job. Another uh, day. Classic brat. Yeah. Anyway, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, this Indeed. will be my last week on the Video Game Podcast. Pleasure having you, man. bit sad. It's been a pleasure being here. But obviously there will be somebody replacing me and you challenge her approaching at some point. Um, yeah, I will say, don't give them a hard time. I'm just going to say that oh, here. We'll do it. Will. We'll do it. Yeah, we'll do that for just because. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think like I'll no longer be the new kid. Like yeah, Brat, Brat levels I'm up. Gonna... But uh, well, also yeah, yeah, because you know? when I arrived at Video Gamer, everyone thought I was shit. And in retrospect, it was really funny because everybody on the forums complained that Video Gamer wasn't funny anymore. Mm. Um, so yeah, whoever it is that replaces me, give them a chance because they'll probably be terrified. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Thank you very much for joining us. And if you do enjoy stuff, then you just, I'll be on the internet, you'll find me. And uh, everyone else will still be here next week. Anyway. Probably. It's been, it's been a pleasure. Let's get Take some candles. You, Take me with you, Matt. Take me with you. Let's smell toast. Oh, I'll be worried. Let's get some or candles. Snacker jacks. Come on, some boys. sexy candles. Sexy, sexy candles. Oh, yeah. Snacker jacks. I'm going to oil myself up and turn off the lights. Job done. <laughs> well Thank up. you very much for listening. Goodbye. Why did you say that? <laughs>